Systematic. Systematic podcast. Recorded in Humble Park, Chicago. It's a local broadcast. Hosted by twin sisters, Alexis and Samantha. Just in case your friends ask. Systematic podcast. What the fuck is up? Welcome back. This is Systematic Podcast, the show about politics, pop culture, and, and sisterhood. sisterhood. Per usual, it's your girls here. I'm Sam. And I'm Alexis. And this is season four, episode one. Yeah. Crazy. I, I said season four. That's wild. Um, we really are here doing this. We were on a bit of a hiatus um, for the past couple months. We took a break between season three and season four. Yeah, Sam, do you want to talk about what we were working on during that break? Yeah, for sure. I'll just come right out the gate and say one of the biggest projects we were working on during this break was grant uh, application processes. And we just received word that we are receiving a $20,000 podcasting grant. Yeah, I said $20,000. That's four zeros. Oh my God, bitch. Um, no, but for real, this is like, you know. Yeah, that's. No, it's very amazing. generous. It's super generous. We are so grateful to the folks at the Field Foundation. It's just so amazing to have a foundation like Field that is so committed to social justice and uplifting voices from underrepresented communities. I mean, they devote hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to funding local media and storytelling for communities of color like Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing right with a a specific focus on on women as well and we're just really grateful um i don't think that when we started this podcast in 2019 we had you know any idea or could imagine that there would be people that supported us believed in us and yeah this funding is just really about our mission and reinforcing that we're here to tell more stories to build community to share important information yeah resources and yeah really big things are on the way we're just super hyped and we're kicking it off with this first episode and our very first special guest of the season miriam paz super excited for you all to hear a little bit more about miriam and her story but first we're gonna get into a little politics and pop culture per usual there's a lot going on in the world cool let's get into it do you want to do pop culture first sam yeah i mean we have to start by giving a huge congratulations to the queen rihanna i feel like when you say the queen people might think beyonce but but yeah the other queen the uh, yes another queen riri yeah congratulations just brought into the world a little taurus baby they have not announced his name yet so i'm really curious what that will be you know all these celebrities got like super eccentric names for their kids so wonder what theirs will be rihanna and asap's baby but yeah i just wanted to take a second not only to congratulate her for giving birth because women are magical but to just kind of like take a look at her her pregnancy and like how she carried herself throughout throughout that and just like you know all the looks that she pulled like with her with her little baby bump and all the like jewels and the just like bodysuits yeah like hot looking hot fits um, <laughs> she's so beautiful um yeah i mean like heels just like looking fucking like gorgeous and and unapologetic and um i think there's something to say about that and like how women can carry themselves um while they're yeah pregnant and uh with child because i feel like there's a lot of stigmas or like maybe just like expectations of ha- about how women like should carry themselves or be portrayed during that time or as if women like aren't attractive when you're pregnant yeah and so or you can't be fashionable or right so i feel like yeah she was really like it was just like really empowering i think to see and i'm sure that there's a lot of like women and people going through their pregnancies that were like hell yeah and i'm hot too you know what i mean right like just like 
gave gave people i think like reasons to feel good about themselves and um we're here for it and just super grateful that the baby's healthy and that she's healthy and we can't wait to see (laughs) see pics yeah see the pics but we're probably never getting an album oh man probably not but a girl could dream you know one day (laughs) not holding my breath but um so what's next that you want to talk about um since this is a podcast recorded in chicago this um instagram update only applies to chicago that i want to talk about chicago and texas actually you're talking about an update to the instagram app yeah so there's an update to the instagram app that (laughs) you just said that fucking removed all of the bad bitch instagram filters like all of like the like kind of catfishy like instagram filters that like altered your face mm-hmm. you can't they just remove them all with no announcement or warning everyone woke up and was like where did the filters go <laughs> yeah everyone is just like damn now i can't catfish um or i gotta use snapchat filters um but why did this happen you say um <laughs> you ask um, yeah why did it happen <clears throat> yeah there was like this like legal battle i guess going on behind the scenes um in illinois to like prohibit like technology from from using facial recognition software mm-hmm. essentially and instagram i don't think was the the target mm-hmm. of this legislation yeah, facebook, i think also has been well facebook owns instagram but uh that's why facebook had to like pay out money like checks to a bunch of people in this class action lawsuit right because of facial recognition like violations totally so yeah there's been a lot of this going on they have this like facial recognition software that they use and um there's been like more laws being passed against it and like prohibiting and restricting what companies can do with this type of like tech and um inadvertently it affected instagram instagram face filters because it like recognizes your face or whatever Mm -hmm. um so yeah so basically if you live in california or was it california i thought it was atlanta oh yeah you still have you can still catfish but life is just harder for us here now yeah to rely on our our intelligence we're no we need our personalities to shine yeah no i'm like damn now i need to be like funny or something stop i'm joking joking. we're all beautiful y'all without these filters um it was just a a a sad surprise oh (laughs) (laughs) chaos okay what were you gonna say <laughs> oh no uh okay okay um yeah so that was that i just wanted to talk about the fact that why we don't have they might come back though filters in chicago yeah I mean, if they can create tech that is like in line with the law they might right but i mean like you know yeah it's not all bad embrace embrace yourselves you guys where i know we're making jokes but like really you're just as beautiful without a, i mean f- augmented yeah, filter you're you're good it's just you're still cute yeah i mean this i mean i don't want to like detour too much but like the use of filters in general is like a controversial thing like um there's different like philosophies like i mean of course there's people that are really worried about like Like the mental health yeah like the mental health impact of filters but also like people young people who use social media like it's just a part of building a brand and an aesthetic right oh for sure i mean yeah there's people that are like don't take a picture of me without a filter on it Mm -hmm. um and that's like kind of sad you know because we should be embracing filters all the time i love filters too i'm just saying but like you should know that you yeah it does take a picture without a filter too um so yeah that is a good point and something that that people should think about is the effects that you know these platforms have on our mental health and views of ourselves and self-esteem i think that's like an ongoing conversation but but yeah that was just that was that i just wanted to talk about that and uh the last topic that i wanted to talk about um a little bit more on the serious side i wanted to give an update on 
the situation with WNBA star Brittany Griner being still detained in Russia. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, yeah, the this WNBA athlete, she's been detained since February 17th mm-hmm. in Russia for, for like, um, some essentially vape cartridges, like trying to bring vape cartridges on an airplane she was arrested at the airport um so like super fucked up yeah pretty like you know something that like we would consider like pretty like minor offense right um and she's been like yeah just detained for months now and her like court date was recently pushed back again like it was supposed to be this month and it just got pushed back like i think at least like another month Mm -hmm. and it's just like you know has became this like kind of like She's just, like, a pawn right now in the whole, like, Russia, like, U.S. uh, political... I mean, yeah. Russia is currently in the midst of invading and attacking Ukraine. So, Brittany is... Her situation is... um, She's a casualty to, like, this broader, like, super tragic war that's taking place in Ukraine. Right. Um, So we're waiting on on her court date and the biden administration has acknowledged uh, that she's being wrongfully detained and and there's people like from the white house working on her case so hopefully they can bring her home soon i just like i just can't help but think like if this was like a male like nba nba player mm-hmm. like would more people be upset i don't know i feel like a lot of people like are not talking about this or acknowledging how like really fucked up it is um but the WNBA season did just get started and they are honoring britney um by branding her initials and jersey number on all 12 of their home courts so i think that um you know there are people supporting her and that just want her to be returned home safely so we'll definitely keep you posted on that but all that energy everyone had for the hashtag free britney movement to free Britney Spears out of her conservatorship. We need to keep that same energy right now for Britney Griner. Um, hashtag free Britney and bring her home. Period. So that's that on that for pop culture. Alexis, do you want to switch gears to politics? Yes. So with politics, there's two pretty big stories that have unfolded in the past month. Pretty big. Yeah. They are not fun stories, but they're really important so we can first break down what's happening in the fight for reproductive rights. This past month, a leaked document was brought to light that showed the Supreme Court is planning to have a majority vote to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is a historic Supreme Court case that cemented reproductive rights and the right to an abortion as a constitutional right for every American. Right. So what does that mean if this, if Roe versus Wade gets overturned? Yeah, so if this is overturned, which it looks like it very well might be, but there hasn't been an official vote. But it's um, like, would take a miracle kind of for it to not happen. Who knows? They're saying there might be some type of compromise. We don't need to get too far into the weeds, but there's likely going to be a significant change to access to abortion in this country for millions of americans women and birthing people yes and what that what it means is really that the supreme court is going to leave this decision to each state to decide what women's reproductive rights look like Mm -hmm. and we know that over half of the states in the u.s are likely to Uh, severely restrict or outright ban and criminalize abortion immediately immediately once roe is overturned yes so it is very unfortunate turn of events it's not it's not um, surprising we've known that this was kind of coming as unfortunately the worst president in the history of america got to place three justices on the supreme court and stole ruth bader ginsburg's seat on the court so yeah we knew this is what this is what they've been planning this is what they've been planning and organizing and mobilizing around um out of really just straight hate um and a desire to further marginalize women queer folk communities of color Mm -hmm. all across the country and 
further what this means is that we all need to take this as a moment for us to really plug in and come together and organize ourselves and organize our communities, especially in states like Illinois, where abortion and reproductive access is protected. How can we expand the resources that we have? How can we do more? How can we support each other and support those that don't have equal or or won't have equal access to care illinois is going to be like an island in the middle of the country in in the midwest at least yeah with access to reproductive care and abortions specifically Mm -hmm. so it's i'm honestly really scared i feel like people are not like angry enough about what's going on because like there's going to be so many like women and people like having forced births Mm -hmm. and black women in america already have the highest like maternal maternal mortality rate meaning that they die at extremely disproportionate rates when trying to give birth like this means that women and people are going to die Mm -hmm. because they don't have access to care and everyone should be upset about that totally i mean there's there's just so many negative consequences that come out from taking away human rights um so yeah i mean there's just the financial impact and toll that this takes on women and birthing people um who aren't gonna have the ability to make family planning decisions based on what's best for them right this just really across the board is creating so many like dangerous um unstable situations that will have profound generational impacts and the truth is that white people and wealthy people will always have safe legal access to this type of care so that the people that will be affected are black and brown and queer and right so so we'll keep you posted as this evolves um but what we can do in the meantime is donate to our local abortion funds and make sure that you're registered to vote because chicago and illinois were having a primary election on june 28th and we need to make sure that we are protecting those rights here in our state and wherever you're listening um so that we're supporting candidates that are fiercely pro-choice the next topic that we're going to get into is also pretty heavy we have to talk about this massacre and mass shooting that happened in buffalo new york um, right where an 18 year old white supremacist drove 200 miles from his home to target a grocery store in a predominantly black neighborhood to go on a hate rampage that was inspired by previous attackers like the like dylan roof this attack targeted the black community specifically and we've seen this happen in other mass shootings too where like the latino community has been targeted where the asian community has been targeted and we of course need to have a conversation around like gun violence and like the issue of mass shootings and access to weapons right to guns specifically in this country this kid he obtained the gun legally and he was already like threatening like his classmates wasn't it like a week before or something mm-hmm. yeah and everyone's like mm, this is fine yes exactly naturally i think that's where a lot of the conversation around these like just horrific attacks goes instantly is, is to gun control which is super important we need to talk about that but i think it's also important to talk about like why these attacks are happening like what is this broader movement of hate that is growing in this country and all over the world and why i mean like dylan roof and this um attacker both seem to have been radicalized online right through hate forums and the internet has allowed for people with this type of hate to not have to masquerade around in hoods Mm -hmm. like they can um commune and network in online forums anonymously right and i really think that we need to think about this like more concretely because i think that gets at the root of like how these attacks start is by people being radicalized by Mm -hmm. like 
white supremacist ideologies online, um, especially young people being exposed to hate and mobilized to act on it. So this takes us into like a much different conversation, not around just only guns, but about like how to stop radicalizing like hate hate filled radicalization Mm -hmm. and mobilization and that brings us to conversations around regulation and tech companies role in right monitoring and allowing the proliferation of hate online so the bottom line is that all 10 of the victims in the shooting in buffalo deserve to still be here today the community deserves justice and accountability and yeah like fuck fuck anyone who's allowing this type of hate to proliferate fuck people like elon musk who think that hate speech should be allowed to be amplified on public forums like twitter right and fuck people who think that they can terrorize us and put fear into our hearts and communities and take away our joy because they're not going to succeed we're going to continue to again uplift and be there for each other and attempt to live our lives to the fullest and stand in solidarity with the black community and every community that's targeted by these types of attacks right so those were two really heavy topics thank you for bearing with us this show is called systematic we're here to talk about systemic issues Mm -hmm. yeah um and they're not fun but they're important and we're here for you if you have any questions or thoughts you're processing this as always feel free to dm us hit our email we're here all ears So we were just about to get into our interview after sharing our response to the mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. But we have to stop and make an update right now because there was just a horrific mass shooting in an elementary, in an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Heartbreaking. Um, there are really no words, honestly. Um, 19 innocent children lost their lives. And when we were covering our response to the attack in Buffalo, it was a different type of attack. That was one that was specifically motivated by racial terror. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know all the information in this case yet. It's we're still getting details, Um, but it seems to be a pretty senseless act of cruelty. I mean, what kind of monster just goes and murders children yeah um because in our response to the buffalo attack we were talking specifically about how people are radicalized um to violence through hate and this we don't know what happened here yet um but in this case we do have to talk specifically about gun control Mm -hmm. and gun regulation and this is something that has to be dealt with on a national level Mm -hmm. because cities and states can't control the flow of guns like over borders over state State and city borders Mm -hmm. um so this is something that we need congress to act on immediately immediately unless there are yeah we need straight policy change right and otherwise more children are gonna die like period yes all of them deserve better all of these children and these teachers who lost their lives they deserve better all of the people in buffalo deserve better i mean this isn't normal like we shouldn't like kids should be able to go to school and not do (laughs) active shooter drills right Um, and this is a problem that's unique to america right and it's part of this american culture that is obsessed with violence uh and it's something that we all actively 
and as a collective need to push back on just like the fight for reproductive rights and we need to fight against that narrative and we need to also fight against the narrative that people's rights to carry guns without regulation uh, right. are more important than the lives of innocent children and people going right. about their daily life women's bodies need to be regulated but not guns guns don't need regulation all in all like as a collective we're, we're all hurting i mean especially i mean these these children look like us they're from a latina community and it's on all of us to advocate for better regulation so that we can all feel safe going to school going to church going to the grocery store mm -hmm. it's it just like you know i'm sure there's lots of people that feel hopeless yeah helpless but there is power in like believing in our people believing in our resilience mm -hmm. believing in that we can create a better future oh i have to believe that change is possible like i have to believe that it gets better right um and there's power in not backing down uh, to forces like the gun lobby and this like super violent culture in this country. So it's on, it's on all of us. We can take it day by day for now and get the rest that we need to be there for each other and to create this better future that we're striving for and that these children deserve. And if you're looking for ways to channel the way that you feel about this tragedy, um, we're gonna link post links to where you can donate to the victims families verified gofundmes um so you can support them in that way and then we're also going to post links where you can donate to every town for gun safety which is mobilizing movement across the country to try and get policy change on this issue because as much as people fund the nra that's that's why they're winning uh they have the money to lobby for the laws that they want and one way that you can help support this movement for to stop mm -hmm. mass shootings and attacks like this is to donate and support through organizations like Every Town for Gun Safety. So we'll post those links in the show notes and on our social media. So without further ado, we will get right into our featured guest interview for this episode. This is a really inspiring conversation and we're so grateful to Miriam for sitting down with us and just being a light and a force in Chicago's music industry true Welcome to Systematic Podcast. We're sitting here with Miriam, DJ Miriam. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me. Hey. Um, wow. <laughs> Is that annoying <laughs> as a DJ when people do that? No, I like it. Okay. Gives me like a like a cool intro. Um, wow. We're like really so honored to have you here as our first guest of the fourth season. Um, super excited. Season four. Oh, yeah. So just like a basic intro about you you're a dj event organizer content creator influencer right thanks thanks <laughs> i guess you can say yeah that <laughs> tiktoker i don't know i'm like i feel like just just all around boss bitch right oh, thank you thank yeah. you um i try to do as much as i can with the time that i have um i feel like we all can do better right um time management you know so I'm working on being a little bit better with all that kind of stuff. Um, you're killing it, and you're very humble. Oh, Miriam's like, you. I do what I can. I'm like, you just, like, open for Bad Bunny <laughs> and also, like, have, like, you play it for, like, massive crowds, Yeah, right? I mean, I get nervous every single time. It could be an audience of 19,000 people or 100 I will always get nervous. Oh, no. Um, I always want to do good. You always do good, I think. Thanks. Um, yeah, I've been to a bunch of your sets, and they're always so fun. So Thank you. Love um, to hear it. Love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, can we tell? I'm like, is there anything else like people should know about you? Or like, where are you, where are you from? Did you grow up in Chicago? So, yeah. Um, I was raised in Chicago. I would say born. I was born in Evanston but literally just there while I was born and then moved <laughs> just 
just came straight to Chicago. My parents lived super up north, and Chicago is all I know. I've I've lived everywhere up in the north side. I feel I uh, spent most of my childhood in and Andersonville, Ravenswood area by Amundsen High School. Yeah, and then early teens moved to Roscoe Village. Then um, a little bit after high school, um, freshman year of college, I moved to. Uh, what was it? Avondale. Then from there, I moved to Logan Square, and then now I'm in Albany Park. So All I made like a big circle. Dope. Do you think that growing up in Chicago had any influence on your like taste in music? Um, for sure, especially like amongst my peers. Obviously, like we're influenced with like the people that we're surrounded by and who we grew up with. Um, but I definitely do feel like my parents had a big part of my like taste in music as I grew up, you know, as I was growing up. And then once the internet hit, right, then I was more able to like music was more accessible to me. And that's, I guess, like all of us, right? I mean, I don't think I'm particularly musically inclined, so... Really? Uh, what um, kind of music did your parents listen to? So, um, my parents are old school. My dad is going to be 70 this year, and my mom is 67. And so, they listen to, like, boleros, mm-hmm. musica romantica... Um, I'm Guatemalan, so my mom loves marimba. That's like our, like our music. English music, they really, really liked classic rock. So the Beatles, <laughs> they're my favorite rock band. Yeah. Um, the Beach Boys, the Creedence, Queen. We listen to a lot of disco, the Bee Gees. Yeah. My dad put me on to disco. I love disco. <laughs> um, so yeah, that and then... Yeah, as I started growing up and started venturing into, like, just listening to my own stuff, I've always really liked, like, pop music, right? I love pop. Yeah, I love pop. Just the dancing aspect of it, too. I'm, I'm, I really like the dance community. I'm not a dancer. I mean, I wish I was. I try to move, but I'm not a dancer. So anything that is, like, connected with dance, so disco, mm-hmm. right? Um, pop music, I love electronic music edm yeah um i definitely had a rock phase i had an emo phase for sure we used to go to a lot of like edm shows like in high school dude yeah Yeah. and it's so sad for me like i a lot of my friends had an edm phase yeah and then they grew out of it and i'm like literally the only one left (laughs) no everybody grew out of it i did not grow out of it i love edm wait can we curse yeah 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 yeah. i fucking love edm (laughs) No, so much. It, it definitely hits. And um, I think that that's really cool to like hear like this range um, that you listen to and just like for anyone that hasn't like heard one of your sets or mixes, like imagining that like range kind of like coming together and yeah. the work that you create. Um, it's, it's cool when you get different like uh, demographics, different parties bring different kind of people out. So um I, I obviously as a DJ you have to read the crowd and kind of like look around and I mean I don't want to assume what people are but you just kind of like test the waters with sprinkling a little bit here and there and if they yeah. like it you do more and if not then yeah I mean it's fine you know totally um how, how long have you I, I think like you've been in the industry what like eight years or so how long? I've been in the industry I since I was 18 19 okay i'm 30 now so it's been a minute yeah Yeah. so um doing a little bit of everything i started off as a photographer awesome um i started taking photos at events just because i had some photography background from high school i took photography so i learned how to use a dslr Mm -hmm. and then so some promoters that I knew back then like they would throw like little house parties at like abandoned warehouses or mansions and then once we started leveling up and we started renting like actual spaces um I don't know if you guys remember but like back then photos were like a big thing for events and and people would always ask about their photos when they would be when they would be taken at events yeah and so that was me 
And then <laughs> from there, I um, leveled up and did videography. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was like 18, 19. I see all the skills coming together in the with the TikTok, with the, yeah, with the, right? Yeah, and it's just crazy. My, I mean, I've always been into photography. My mom has always been one to have a camera on her, mm-hmm. and when we would go out of town and visit family, or just when we would just go do stuff, she would always have her camera on her, and she would take photos of me, and then I would take photos of her. So I feel like she really molded me and like my eye for mm-hmm. visuals when it comes to that my mom for sure that's amazing um our mom uh used to be like in in photography a little bit too actually she she used to work for polaroid no Um, way so um that's awesome that like you had someone early on that kind of like introduced you to like a creative outlets and things like that yeah introduce you to yeah like just a wide range of music and sounds like they encouraged you like oh yeah we my family's very musical um my mom sings my all my uncles most of my uncles play the guitar and they sing (laughs) and so like you can imagine how our family parties get like there's always somebody always busts out a guitar or a microphone or it turns into a karaoke jam session (laughs) um I was always very shy as a kid, so I wouldn't be as involved. And so I'm curious to think now, like, what they think. Like, my my uncles seeing me now, it's like, Mm -hmm. I used to be so shy. Yeah. I feel like I still am shy, but, um, (laughs) I mean, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, So you you got into it. You started doing, like, photography and videography. When did the, when did the, the DJ like when did that hit so that hit 2019 well like in in public like doing it as like like in public you know i always mm-hmm. dabbled i dabbled in djing i want to say about five six years ago um and i picked it up kind of just like an instrument mm-hmm. like i said my family's very m- musical and so i learned how to play the guitar when i was eight and i learned how to play the piano basic but like I learned how to play the piano when I was 12 and so um being in the industry and just loving music and just seeing DJs like it it just kind of I sparked an interest for it and I I bought a board and I would just dabble at home just like how I would pick up a guitar or a piano I would pick that up sometimes and just play around and practiced and um v5 knew that and the people that i worked with and they would just always like push me like you should do it you should do it because they knew i always had love for music Mm. i've always been one to talk about like new releases and have you heard this have you heard that Mm -hmm. um i've always really liked putting people on to new artists and and new sounds and you need to put me on (laughs) girl i got you i'm not up (laughs) i got you um and so yeah it was just kind of like a kind of like a given a calling I guess you can say it it wasn't planned it was just like you should just try it one day and we v5 does boat parties yeah and um I was just encouraged to play at a boat party one day and I did it casual yeah super casual you know <laughs> it was I just did it it wasn't like because you know I don't know if you guys been to the yacht parties but there's like two floors yeah there's mm-hmm. the upstairs floor that's open and that's mm-hmm. where, like where the parties that where everybody wants to be and then yeah. there's like the second floor yeah where it's indoor mm-hmm. and that's where I played mm-hmm. it was super low-key um and yeah that's where it all started it was but- like a year before the pandemic so oh wow. that's crazy um can we stop for a second and can we talk like talk about v5 or or like what what they do or like what what your work is with them yeah so v5 is a latin marketing company we specialize in latin events and um i started working with v5 when i was 20 21 Mm -hmm. and back then we weren't i mean i i still consider us a really small company even though people on the outside may see it as like a huge company it's grown we're, so much we're still very mm-hmm. small our team has definitely grown but um i feel like our team grew within the past year but like going back 
eight years ago, our team was very small. So mm -hmm. I started with V5, obviously through photography and videography. And then um, I've always had a background in hospitality and customer service. Mm -hmm. So um, I worked in retail before working the, night the nightlife. I worked in retail for about seven years. Same. I worked in retail as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like that's just always been embedded in my mind. So when we started doing shows and concerts, I was the hospitality manager. So I would take care of artists and the green room and making sure that everybody's paid out, everybody feels good, mm -hmm. that just they had everything on their writer, that they go on on time. Yeah. And obviously just like creating relationships, making sure they feel good you know on tour if i feel like i mean meeting different kind of artists was always really cool but just the i don't want to say chaos but i mean in reality yeah chaos like just when you're a consumer or you're a customer or you're just like a a raver or a party goer you just see what you see right like the performances and like mm -hmm. um you kind of just get a feel and a taste of whatever vibe they're trying to portray but when you're behind the scenes it's just so chaotic, you know, like artists are for the most time late. So yeah. like I'm freaking out about timing. Mm -hmm. Venues have to close at a certain time because mm -hmm. of the city. Right. Yeah. And so just I loved meeting the artists and meeting the management and then getting to know staff at venues. But um, I really did enjoy well, just the overall experience. I feel like I learned so much and um yeah. It's just, you can never stop learning. And I feel like for every show, I always learn something new. And I, like, I just would try to be better for the next show. So Dope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was curious too, because, um, well, we've had a few DJs on the, on the show previously. Um, uh, Lily actually was one of our first guests, like our so first dope. episode. Um and yeah, I'm always curious to hear, um, especially like women's experiences. Um, yeah, in these like male-dominated industries, right? Like, was it like, I don't know, easy to get into? Did you feel like, I don't know, apprehensive, or did you feel like people were like supportive? I feel like for the most part, people were supportive. I before DJing, I was a venue manager, so I would handle scheduling and with that being said i would handle like dj scheduling and everything so mm -hmm. i had a pretty good relationship with most of my staff you nice. know um whoever i could speak to because it's just it's hard to really try to keep up with everybody especially during the party and everybody has their own lives but um for the most part people were very supportive and I want to say like kind of shocked too they didn't really expect that from me yeah. um with v5 too like like i said i used to be a hospitality manager but we used to be we were a, a way more smaller company mm -hmm. than, than we are now so i literally did whatever we needed mm -hmm. and that was if we needed a cashier you know mm -hmm. if we needed anything like totally. i would just jump in so and now you're like the star. It's crazy. I mean, I, I hate to say it that I hate to. I mean, she is. She is. It's crazy. Um, it's really cool, and I feel like um, for the most part, I've gotten support. Um, but I do feel like some relationships that I had with certain DJs, um, it, it kind of changed a little bit. You know, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if it's intimidation now I'm like what's it, the tea not not to my face you know just like sometimes when you notice things on social media or like not saying that people have to support i don't know just people are well, the you, way that they support you everybody has a different way of supporting you so totally sometimes for me like i feel like i've heard like women like in music industry especially like oh well like they only got that because they're like a girl or something yeah. like that um and it's like or maybe right. i'm just better than you literally literally um so no that's dope and it's super inspiring to see um yeah you just like on these like stages and these crowds um how you, yeah. coming from yeah like 
putting yeah. in all this work like in the industry and making these relationships and- i feel like a lot of people don't know that side of me and maybe even the people that like started to feel some type of way especially don't know that musical side of me since i was literally a kid mm-hmm. um i also used to sing that's like my first instrument that i really okay developed well, was my are voice and hear your first track <laughs> right i mean that's something that's like i've always been super self-conscious of singing i've had solos when i was a kid in high school and elementary school but um i've always I'm just so shy when it comes to that. That's like my biggest insecurity. Oh, no. So, but, um, I'm sure people would like to hear. I don't take it personal, you know. Um, people are going to feel the way they feel, and I don't let that consume me. I have so many more people, 99% of the people, um, that know me, support me, and are happy for me. So, and fuck the rest. Right. Period. Right. Uh, Um, I think, um, yeah, I, th- I I was telling you before that I think that, like, the work that you and V5 um, are doing is, like, really incredible. Like, there's, like, this huge sense of, like, a community, like, Latinx community here in Chicago um, around, like, Latin, Latin music. Um, and I think, like, you, you guys are all, like, just huge, like, contributors to that scene and that community that I think is, like, super unique. Like, I don't think a lot of cities can say that, like have that i've definitely noticed that going to like new york and and miami a little bit um maybe because i'm i don't live there and i'm not like really involved but like it's just there's no place like home right Mm -hmm. i've always i always say it when i travel to other cities i obviously love it and i appreciate the opportunities and the experiences but like chicago Mm -hmm. is a whole nother vibe it is. I feel like we are so open-minded to, like, different Latin kind of music and sounds, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that challenges me to to really listen to more Latin music and just, I don't know. It's just, I love it. I feel like we're so open here. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I feel like V5 also helped mold that, too, with... Um, the apartment and baila reggaeton, mm-hmm. which uh, the uh, theme was new reggaeton. You know, yeah. people love old school reggaeton. I right. mean, so do I. Yeah. But um, the the new wave, they know what they're doing. You mm-hmm. know, and I just love that we indulge in that and that we tap into that and and I feel like we really helped mold that culture mm-hmm. in Chicago, or if maybe not mold, but like kind of highlight it. You Definitely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk, like, more broadly about, like, the, like, mainstreamization of, like, Spanish music? Yeah. I mean, so, because I know that Spanish music, like, music in Spanish is, like, the fastest growing. They, they like, label it as a genre. It's not, Spanish music itself is not a genre. Yeah. But it's, like, the fastest growing, um, like area of yeah. music right now which is for crazy sure. right for sure it's like zooming past all the others and like everybody's trying to make music in spanish right i mean i feel like especially reggaeton yeah yeah but like e- artists that were normally making music in english are all like you know like we saw like, trying to collaborate i mean spanish just like, artists beyonce like drake like you know all these 100%. big artists and justin bieber yeah and Nicki justin Minaj. bieber really kicked it off but <laughs> dude oh i love justin we're going to see him next Justin, month. if you're listening. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, but um, I met him last summer. Did I tell you? No. Sam stalked him. Okay, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I did get a selfie, though. No way. Yeah. I was show like, me. Do you have it? Oh, it's so bad, but I'll show you. I was I was lit, but I was like, your music <laughs> means so much to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Haley, Haley watching, like. I know. Oh. <laughs> um sorry but yeah yeah we're talking about (laughs) artists yeah making music in spanish and and how like spanish music is like super mainstream now i don't know did you have any thoughts i guess i guess yeah my like questions are like yeah why do we think that is like is it because the internet like why all of a sudden is like mainstream america and like the world like tapping in right now 
I definitely think it is because of the internet, more specifically, just like streaming services. You mm. know, there are so many, um, especially in Latin America, the number one streaming service is YouTube because it's free, right? And um, it's just so accessible to anybody now. And I feel like for the listeners and even for the artists, you know, mm. you can upload your music on SoundCloud, you can upload your music on YouTube. And um, if you figure out how to upload your music on Spotify and Apple Music, that's also accessible as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, like, look at Bad Bunny. He started off on SoundCloud. Yeah. You know, as in as an underground trap artist. And look at him now, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, I feel like the accessibility and, like, the new generation, you know, we're always streaming something. And I feel like yeah. that has a major part. Um, and I'm always looking into different streaming services and because it's so different. Like there's Spotify, there's mm -hmm. Apple Music. I love looking at YouTube, too, because that's major. A lot of Latin artists in South America. I'm, I'm really into the uh, underground, like Argentinian scene. So oh. and they're like a whole different animal. Like these uh, people. What are some artists you can shout out so people can look them up? look them up not I, necessarily argentinian but i mean i don't know underground artists um i i don't know if they're considered underground still i i feel like also like you said with like mainstream and yeah or who are you yeah who are you listening to that um i really like paulo londra he's amazing he had like a a small break for like almost three years that was not small it was a very long time for us yeah um Paulo Londra is amazing. Kazu, Nikki Nicole, Kea, Trueno, um, Maria Vercera. There we go. Um, yeah. Emilia Duque. There's That's so many. Oh my God. It's just like, like I'm telling you, that scene, they're like a whole world of their own. Um, also, you Columbia gotta too. You got to release like a playlist along with it. Yeah. You just put on a mix today, didn't you? Uh, so I am doing this new mix series and i don't know if you would consider it a podcast because i do kind of talk a little bit i don't talk a lot i just whatever the mix is based on or or whatever i'm playing that episode I, I try to like tap it and talk a little bit about some songs that i threw in the mix but um yeah episode three is out and um but that's an edm mix because people have been asking for an EDM mix for a very long I time. Yeah. So I released an EDM mix, but the first two are mostly um, new reggaeton. Oh. Um, so yeah, check it out. Yes. It's called New Music with Miriam. It's on SoundCloud. I'm working on getting it on Spotify and Apple Music. On that note of like things that you're doing and working on, you have, I mean, you always have a ton going on. Seriously, guys, if you're ever looking for anything to do, like pretty much almost every weekend, like Miriam is always- Go to Miriam's Instagram page. Yeah, she's always like playing somewhere really fucking dope and you will not regret it. But in addition to that, you have like a bunch of like really big things going on. You have like two huge reggaeton music festivals mm -hmm. that are coming to Chicago right yes. in the next few months. Um, should we talk about that? Yeah, summer is going to be lit. I mean, as we all know, summer in Chicago, we, we go all out because it's literally three months. Yeah. It's not like LA or Miami where it's like summer all year round, you mm -hmm. know? So like those three months, go crazy. we, we go crazy. <laughs> Seize every day. Yeah, literally, because it'll be gone like this, mm -hmm. right? So I have Swangyos coming up. Next um, month. Yes, May 28th and 29th, Memorial Day weekend. We, we in it. We in it. We in it. Where is it at? And like, who's headlining? Grant Park and headliners, Farruko, oh. J Balvin, okay. El Alfa, hey. Tokisha's going to be there. Yes. It's going to be amazing. We have Natanael Cano. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys know him. <laughs> I love him. Uh, we also have some new artists coming out. Is, is Blessed going to be on there? Is Blessed? Blessed is going to be there. Um, where this is Jeopardy. Uh, I know. Like, call a friend. Um, no, the lineup is crazy. So fire! I can see Charlie like Randy. I can see so many people like traveling, coming here to like just for like the lineup and stuff. Too. Oh, one hundred percent. It's gonna be 
crazy. Um, I'm super excited personally. And like, yeah, it's just like I was saying, it's amazing to see like this like scene. Yeah, just really like developing in, in Chicago. There's another one, Moss Flow, right? Moss Flow is going to be insane. That one is in Calumet Park. Um, they are bringing, they, they have a little bit of new and old. Yes. Uh, so they have Evie Queen. Yeah. They just added Tego Calderon. Yeah. They have Don Omar. Mm-hmm. They also have mm-hmm. a new art. I just mentioned her. She's from Argentina, Emilia. Nice. She's going to be there. Um, yeah. We're very excited. I'm very excited for both shows. I mean, I feel like I, my favorite genres to play are EDM and reggaeton. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's like my element right there. I'm very excited. Yeah. Well, because these are like the biggest the biggest reggaeton festivals that chicago has and probably like the midwest has seen it's crazy Um, sueños is brought to us by baja beach fest Mm -hmm. which i believe just started like three four years ago the first year they started they had bad bunny so amazing and so yeah they ventured out to chicago and now they're going to be doing sueños and they're bringing their um Wait, isn't is it We Seen and Yandel are going to be there too? Right? We Seen and Yandel, I think they're going to be at Am I wrong? Mas Full. Oh no, that's Swingos. Swingos. We Seen and Yandel. Yes. Joel oh. Randy. Um, yeah. They got DJ Luyan. Basically, Gulpi. get your tickets get right your tickets, now before basically. it's sold out. Literally, yeah, make sure literally. you see Miriam set. <laughs> Please. Wow. Only Chicago talent on there, by the way. Um, yes. So you have a lot to look forward to, but you also had like a pretty big, like exciting thing that happened recently too, right? I would. We're talking about Bad Bunny. Right? Yeah, we're talking about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Oh, tell us. What an experience. 19,000 people almost 19,000 people at All State Arena, sold out. It was his birthday. And you opened for him. I opened for him. Wow. It was crazy. I've never played for a crowd that was just so hype mm-hmm. for everything. I mean, he's one of the biggest artists, like, period. Yeah. Know? Like, I think he was, like, the most streamed artist on Spotify last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's massive like not to be understated no he's i mean it was a very highly anticipated concert people bought their tickets what a year in advance Mm -hmm. you know um i'm people because i bought tickets too (laughs) for the saturday show not knowing that i was or not even thinking about the possibilities of me being able to open for him you know um super incredible experience um yeah I he's one of my favorite artists, you know, if not my favorite artist right now. Um sounds very cliche, but a lot of his music really really impacted me and yeah. has helped me through good and bad times, mm-hmm. you know. Um we're all people, we're all emotional. Yeah. We all go through different things in our lives, relationships, um life, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like he really he does a great job with with relating to his audience and i just feel like he's so humble and so open and so progressive and just he's i don't know him personally but he's an amazing he seems like an amazing person all around you know totally well i mean he's from a very nice island no i'm just kidding of course of course (laughs) amazing Uh, um yeah no that that was incredible and i was like so happy to see you there um and in that space and i mean you deserve it and um even more yeah so. thank you yeah That's awesome i can't remember how many times i've cried to um por siempre <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the album por siempre mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just to be able to have that opportunity and be there is incredible yeah yeah amazing shout out my team for 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 just going crazy for me and and working their butts off for me sway william frank shout out the people at the office v5 office yes they are a big part of my success too so it's amazing i appreciate like also going back to sense of community you know like just building that team Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know because i feel like all the best artists have the best team drake can you imagine his team Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. bad bunny can't do it yourself no you can't no anyone that thinks they can so I definitely totally. wanted to shout out my team because I would not be where I am without them. Yeah, that's important. Love you guys. 
Oh. <laughs> well, I think that that is that's a pretty good note. Shout to out to end Ben. On. <laughs> yeah, shout out Ben. We have an audience, you guys. We don't normally have a podcast audience. Yeah, we are. There's a vlog being filmed now, yes. so we'll we'll show you guys that too. and and guest audience by Ben, who's also currently screen printing our merch that you guys are gonna see soon. And my merch. Yes. Talk about community. I'm telling you i mean it's just crazy like the people who are on my team i've known for at least eight plus years yeah and ben and i used to go out when we were like 22 to river north broke as fuck i don't know what <laughs> the fuck we were doing in river north but we would just be like man the music's whack <laughs> give us the aux chord you know and it's just like ben would always tell me mary we should fucking be a dj what are you doing be a dj and now look at us here we are it's crazy i love it well dope yeah thank you so much for making the time to sit down with us and thank you guys for having me and dealing with me i know i'm hard to work with because i just get so much anxiety with public speaking um, <laughs> i'm literally sweating you're doing great <laughs> no you're doing amazing Thanks, and guys. yeah um where can people uh find you and support i you? am on instagram um i'm on instagram tiktok i have twitter i have snapchat literally soundcloud now if you guys want to stream my mixes in the car at the gym family parties whatever you guys want i, I have the same at for all of those platforms and that's miriam pause underscore 91 dope and we will tag you of course yeah thank you thanks awesome appreciate well, you guys so much well, no, looking forward to season you. four yes and all of the things looking forward to miriam 2022 and beyond thanks yes. guys i appreciate yeah. it dope well it's a wrap cheers cheers, cheers. cheers.